Hello, and welcome to Zach's Corner, your favorite show right here on Body Snatched, the official audio network of the pod people. Hello, beautiful people. It is uh, Zach's Corner After Dark, as it's tradition, I guess, these days. If I do them at all, it's going to be late at night. <laughs> but uh, I guess just how I operate now. Uh, it's the only time I'm making time, and... I'm real bad at making time. I'm supposed to do this without excuses, and uh, Tomas and I have come up with a strategy. Uh, I'm going to pretend to be happy, and I'm going to pretend to be motivated. And what that's going to do is eventually make me happy, and eventually make me motivated. So how that starts is by doing Zach's Corner, right? we got to get back to doing a weekly show, not a monthly show. For new viewers here, this may seem like it's a monthly show, because this is the first and only one that's happened in August, and I'm pretty sure 10 Things Ahead But You was the first and only one in July. So, that's a horrible pattern we need to break, because uh, first and foremost, it's bad for you guys. I gotta get you guys more great shows to listen to, because uh, I know the main show over there at the Pod People been kind of slow too but you know Tomas is busy he can only do so much but that being said new bonus episode of the pod people is up over at our homepage there at the pod people and uh, it is our bonus episode which is a watch along of the I forget which year early 2000s though uh, Josie and the Pussycats adaptation so uh, we had way too much fun watching that movie, and uh, we really hope you guys enjoy the watch-alongs because we love doing it as bonus episodes. We think it's a really, really fun way to do it, and it was a great by idea by Dutch to make watch-alongs as bonus episodes so we can get you guys those more often. Um, yeah, so hopefully it's well-received. Hopefully you guys have a lot of fun. We have more of those coming in the pipeline, uh, including a string of gross uh, horror movies, so... Look forward to the Human Centipede audition and Hostel all being watch-alongs over there on uh, the Pod People proper. <laughs> but you're not on the Pod People proper. You're over here slumming it with Zach on Body Snatched. So that means you guys will want a new Zach's Corner. And uh, I try to give the people what they want. So here we are. <laughs> I've been uh, pounding my head recently going... Golly, what can I actually put to paper? What can I actually talk about? Like, what movie could I actually take notes to and, uh, like, you know, actually get through the movie? There's a couple options. Of course, with my head being scrambled eggs, uh, I often tend to go to um, uh, romance movies when I'm in a bad place, you know? It's like, uh, it's not good. But, uh, I think that would be a catastrophic idea considering that that kind of stuff is actually kind of what's fucking with my brain right now. So I felt like we don't need me to cry on a podcast. That might be bad. <laughs> so uh, what we did was, um, you know, what Rob loves is we just leaned on horror. Uh, more or less, this is horror's um, like younger brother thriller. An underappreciated genre, I feel, because it's always just you know lumped in as a subgenre of horror. But I feel like thriller should be its own camp. 
And in my movie collection, it is. It's broken into its own camp. But So what we got is an A-plus horror-slash-thriller movie. Certainly in my top ten of all time. Um, honestly, it would probably crack my top 20 uh, favorite favorite movies of all time. Not just, like, broken down by genre. It's that good. I love it that much. <laughs> of course, what we're we talking about this week is the... Very, very little well-known film. Uh, should be better well-received, better well-known. I mean, this should be a way bigger movie because it's like an expertly crafted movie. It's so good. Uh, of course, we were talking about The Invitation. Now, I'm sure this is a movie that everyone, you know, just kind of, when they're scrolling through Netflix, sees and goes, eh, I'm not going to watch this one. Um, I did for a while. And then, like, two or three years ago, I think it was probably three by now, uh, during October, I just put it on because I was like, you know what, we're going to try this. And I was greeted with one of the greatest movies I have ever seen. Like, this is such a good movie. It's so carefully crafted tension, you know, like it's so well made. Um, it's real like fly on the wall kind of stuff, right? Like you feel like you're in the house and uh, main character Will, uh, who's who plays is played by uh, Logan Marshall Green. Uh, from Upgrade and uh, Prometheus. He's a cool actor. I like that guy a lot. Uh, but Will, uh, dude, you follow him through this movie and you buy in everything he's selling. Like, I really feel for him and, like, you get inside of his head and, like, you start to believe what he believes, you know, and he takes you on this journey and you hit a certain point in this film to where you're like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then it explodes into, like, this crazy thing. So here's my thing. I say this all the time, but I, I really mean it this time. The twist in this movie is so incredibly cool, so incredibly well-earned, um, that I want you guys to watch this before you listen. I really think you guys gotta, you gotta watch it. It's, um, it's gonna take patience on your part. You're gonna have to sit there for an hour and 20 minutes, just kind of like stewing and letting the movie happen to you buying in right you gotta you know strap in the seatbelt and be prepared to pay attention and watch a film for an hour and 40 minutes in that first one hour and 20 you're gonna be like chomping you're gonna be like this is the movie that zach wanted us to watch i'm telling you guys such a beautiful film so good so well made just expertly crafted like you're gonna buy in so hardcore and then if you do Goddamn, the payoff is so good. Like, the rewards for sitting through this movie are so lofty and so good. Like, I got duped completely. Uh, I showed this movie to Mo, and she got duped fully and completely. And this is one, like, I talk to her all the time about. And I try to get everyone else to watch, and no one ever really wants to watch it. But you guys should definitely want to watch it. I love this. So, like, The Invitation... Highly, highly recommend. I can say that before even getting through the podcast. And honestly, I say, just stop this. Go find it on the Netflix, because I think it's still on Netflix. Um, I loved it so much, like, I bought it like, as soon as I could. I love this movie. But you guys gotta find it on Netflix. You watch it. Then you come back and you listen to Zach's Corner. And then, you know, you guys can kind of have more fun going, oh, I know, right? I can't believe this was happening. Oh, my goodness. Like, you're going to be so more well-rewarded watching this movie pre-spoiled 
Because post-spoiled, I'm sure it's still going to be good, but it will not just pack that knockout punch that it packs when you haven't seen it. I'm, pro I'm telling you, it's so good. Alright. <laughs> and I guess uh, if you're sticking here, then, you know, you, you don't want to have an 8 adventure. That's fine. Or if you're coming back from watching the film, welcome back. Holy shit, what did you think? Am I right? Did you have to watch it? I mean, you had to watch it, right? Right? <laughs> Alright. So we're going to get into fun facts for the invitation. Our release date was April 8th, 2016. Uh, we had a budget of uh, around a million dollars. Um, our gross in the USA was 231737 and then worldwide was $354,835. So, did not make its money back. Uh, truly, you know, some art just is not appreciated. And this is one of those movies that should have been appreciated. But, I mean, it's a, you know, low-budget film. Uh, it's not a big, like, promoted film, right? Like, it's not like it's, like, a huge production company. Like, this is, like, an indie film for sure. And so, like, I, I think this is just one of those movies that... Is gonna live or die by word of mouth and it's gotta live so you guys gotta watch it you gotta love it and you gotta tell everybody else to watch it like I'm doing right now like this is one I have been threatening to do on the podcast for a really long time and uh, yeah I flirted doing it on the main show with Dutch and Tomas um, but uh, there's a lot of logjam there and a lot of you know politicking and you know, making sure we get the right movie and all that kind of crap. So I just decided, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to pull the trigger. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, right? Isn't that how it goes? Um, you know, that's only bitten my ass with, you know, Ex Machina and like a couple other episodes of Zack's Corner. But I'm just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> um, this is directed by uh, uh, Karen Kusama, right? Hopefully I'm saying that right. Probably not. As we know, I'm bad with names. Uh, she's a pretty cool director. Uh, she did the uh, Eon Flux, which is a um, Charlie's Theron action movie. Uh, she did this movie called Destroyer, which is a Nicole Kidman movie I haven't seen, but I've heard is actually really, really great. And then uh, she's got other horror bona fides. Uh, she did Jennifer's Body, which might make some of you guys laugh, but uh, it's a pretty decent film from what I remember. Um, I've heard that the uh, director's cut is the way to go with that film. So if you haven't seen it yet or you're skeptical and like, this looks kind of dumb, um, I think uh, director's cut's the way to go for that. I, I personally haven't rewatched it since I saw it. When I watched it, I thought it was mediocre. But uh, after watching and loving The Invitation, I want to give that movie another shot. Give it the director's cut shot and just really uh, go for it because I think it's earned, it's earned by uh, reputation off of Karen Kusama, because uh, this movie, The Invitation, is like just one of the best. And uh, yeah, our two leads here, like the two dudes, I know that's kind of sexist, I'm going to herald the dudes here, but there's just knockout performances from uh, Logan Marshall Green, of course, he plays Will, our uh, main protagonist. And then uh, this, the other guy, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong too, looks like it's Michael, or Mikael uh, Huseman, Husman, Huseman, I don't know. But that guy's awesome. He plays David, who is um, the female pregnant Eden's husband, like new husband. And he's so good in this movie. He's so good. And I adore that guy because he's one of my all-time favorite uh, romance movies. It's another one of those that you can find on Netflix called Irreplaceable You. 
And that one you guys should watch too if you want a good tearjerker. Because boy, if you don't cry, you don't have a soul. That is a sad one. <laughs> of course, you know, I can't watch that for the podcast right now. Because you know, I'm already on a seesaw ride of being happy and sad. And that will just crater me into sadness. And you guys don't want Mopey Zack. Nobody does, right? <laughs> See? There you go. I'm being too honest. And uh, I was called out recently for, uh, you know, being too honest and uh, complaining about the same problems I keep getting myself into over and over again. And I was told that, uh, you know, if I'm going to keep doing the same stupid things, certain people can't st stand by me while I do those stupid things. So I was a real dick kick by a close personal friend, but... Uh, you know, obviously it's not bugging me because I'm not complaining to, you know, the internet or anything. <laughs> Boy, this is not good content. Like, this is horrible. Like, you guys are, like, just listening to, like, my mental breakdown. Like, if you start, like, six months ago on Zach's Corner, right? You're just going to hear, like, the slow dissension, like, just into complete, like, unraveling that I have become. I am a shell of what I was at the beginning of 2021. Everyone thought 2020 was going to be the bad year. I'm having a worse 2021. Like, this is, like, one of the worst years I've ever had, man. I don't know if it's, like, 2017 or 2018 bad, but god damn, 21 has been just fucking me up, man. Oh, alright, I'm calm. I'm good. I'm happy. Remember, we're faking to be happy. Come on, get happy. Right? Alright. <laughs> enough bullshit, enough me rambling, enough me... Being a weepy bitch. We're going to get into Zach's Corner. The Invitation. Alright. So we uh, start with the couple driving. Uh, we find out it's Will and Kira. And uh, they're going to a dinner party. Uh, this is the dinner party held by David and Eden. Eden is Will's ex-wife. And it is two years since they've seen anybody. And so it's kind of like a big deal. And it's also at the house where Will used to live with Eden. So it's like a lot of emotions coming up. And uh, while they're driving, Will hits a coyote, and then uh, he has to use the tire iron, you know, to finish it off, right? And uh, it's kind of setting the whole tone for the movie, right? Just kind of kind, not kind, but kind of like, you know, flowing, kind of like nice, everything's fine, and then boom, like just intense violence, right? Keep that in mind. <laughs> And uh, then we get some, like, hypnotic-type music, and then there's some shaky B-roll, and then we get, like, our title sequence in there, you know, like, telling us everybody that makes the movie and stuff, and then uh, we're driving through the Hollywood Hills, and then we end up at this big, beautiful house. And then uh, yeah, this is, again, where we find out that Will lived there with Eden, and uh, we found out Eden's family was pretty well off. Like, they, they had some pretty good money. <laughs> and then... Uh, when we're entering the house, we get our first of many uh, flashbacks-slash-visions. And the visions and flashbacks are predominantly about Will and Eden's son, uh, Ty. Um, yeah, so he's thinking about his kid. And uh, all their friends are there already. Uh, when they walk into the house, we meet Gina, uh, Claire, Ben, Tommy, and Miguel. And everybody's waiting for Choi, who is Gina's boyfriend, and he has yet to show up. And then Eden enters, and there's a bit of an awkward exchange with her and Will. Then we meet David, and uh, he's a very friendly guy, very charismatic. You're like, oh, this David guy's pretty cool. Like, he's got, like, a calming presence throughout the entire film, right? Whereas, like, Will's, like, this storm of emotions the entire time. Like, he, like, creates all the tension. Like, he's, like, you know, creates all, like, the, the drama and everything. And then, like, David's over there just kind of trying to, you know, 
peace everybody app. Like everything's calm, everything's fine. So it's a really cool like balancing act we get between like the aggression and like the high tension and like the real like panic you feel coming off of Will. Like Will makes you feel like there's definitely something going on, right? Like the entire time, like his suspicion, his paranoia fuels your suspicion and your paranoia, right? Because like he's your point of entry into this film, right? Like he's our protagonist. So we're on his side automatically biased wise, right? Because, you know, we drove there with him. So like we're in his party, like he's our guy, right? Like this is our guide through the film. So of course we're on his side. And then this whole time there's just this pleasantness and this calmness uh, from David. And, you know, if you look at it from Will's point of view, like, you can see, like, it's a little unnerving, right? Like, it almost feels fake, right? Like, it almost feels like a show, like a presentation. So it's a real interesting way. I just adore this movie. Like, I just, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys like this one, because it's so good. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, um, you know, everybody's kind of drinking, and, you know, they're giving them really expensive wine, and, you know, it's a special occasion. And then, uh, you know, David, he does a little ex explanation. You know, he's like, you guys are all important and special to Eden. And so you guys are all very special and important to me, right? And uh, tonight is all about new beginnings. Uh, you know, we're all putting the past behind us, you know. And uh, there's another chick in the house. Uh, her name's Sadie. And she's not from their friend group. She's someone that... Uh, Eden and David met when they were in uh, Mexico in this like little retreat uh, called The Invitation, right? So there's the title of the movie. And then, uh, you know, we get Kira, who is Will's uh, new girlfriend. You know, she's trying to mingle with everybody. She tells the coyote story. And then um, there's an interesting line where David says uh, that Will did the right thing, you know, because if something's suffering, you should put it out of its misery. So that's a really interesting line, right? <laughs> and so then uh, Kira, uh, you know, she, she's mingling. While Will, he goes to look around. You know, it's his former house, right? And so a lot of memories tied up in there. And then we get a flashback when he's in the kitchen. And uh, it's, it's Eden. And she's trying to kill herself. And uh, she was interrupted by Ben. And I mean by um, Ben comes in during this scene. That's why I said that. But she's interrupted by Will when she's like trying to cut her wrist in the sink. And uh, he's thinking about this while he's drinking water. And then Eden comes in the room, and it scares Will. And he drops his water. And then uh, they, they banter for a little bit. And she's acting kind of strange. Like, she's a little off this entire time. And then uh, Will, he makes an interesting observation. Uh, he's like, there's bars on the windows. Like, you know, why, why is this? And she's like, you know, just for security. She's like, you know, I feel a little uncomfortable here all alone. And then, uh, you know, she said she was in Mexico, uh, and he's like, was that for the full two years? And she's like, you know, parts of the two years. And then, you know, we'll ask her a serious question, you know, how she's doing, you know, is it awkward in the house? And, uh, you know, you, you look so different, like you're acting so different. And then uh, she's like, yeah, you know, all of my useless pain is gone, right? Like I'm, I'm moving past all the grief, all the pain, like I, I've moved on from that. And then this is when Ben enters, and he breaks up the their little reunion. And uh, then, you know, Eden continues saying that uh, pain is optional, uh, says negative emotions are chemical reactions, and can be physically changed, right? So, like, if you're, you know, having bad thoughts, you know, just don't, right? And then you'll feel better, I guess. <laughs> uh, 
And Ben's skeptical, and uh, <laughs> he tells Eden that she sounds like a pamphlet, right? You know, which is what she does sound like. And then he's, like, cracking jokes, and then uh, Eden slaps him. And then um, she's like, when you're joking, you can't learn, right? And so she's kind of, like, total bitch to him. And then Ben and Will, they have a moment, and they talk about how weird Eden and David are, and, like, how weird they've been all night, even before Will got there. And then... Uh, you know, then Ben, trying to be cool to Will, ask him, you know, how he's doing, and Will says he doesn't know. And then uh, we found out Ben is in a marriage, and his wife's not there, the kids aren't there, and uh, the marriage may not be going great, but the sex is still great. So there you go, that's something. <laughs> then a little bit later, we see Eden, she kind of apologizes to Ben for it. She's like, I've already gotten over it, you should too. I'm just like, alright. <laughs> then Will, he sees David on the phone, he thinks it's a little weird. And then Claire and Will... They talk, and uh, Claire is one of their friends. She's also a teacher, and uh, they haven't seen each other in a while. And uh, Claire was talking about that, because uh, Will's like, oh, did you get tenure? And she's like, yeah, a year ago. I had a huge party. You weren't there. And then she's kind of like one of those funny things, you know, like catching up with old friends you haven't seen in a while. So, But Claire is with Will on this. She thinks this whole thing is so weird, too. And then somebody shows up, and they think, oh, it's got to be Choi, but it's not. It is uh, one of David's other friends, Pruitt. And uh, Unit tries to call Choi, but she's got bad cell reception. And then there's no landline in the house. And then uh, apparently, like, in the backyard is the best place for cell service. Well, uh, David, he locks the door after he lets in Pruitt. And Will doesn't react well. Like, he doesn't like uh, being trapped inside, right? He's like, why would you lock the door? He's like, you know, like... You know, it's really weird. Like, why would you close this in here? And then David's like, there's been a bunch of home invasions, you know, up the street. And, you know, like, Will's like, what if there's a fire? And then, uh, you know, David, he tries to appease him by putting the key back in the door. And then, uh, you know, but he does, he kind of presses Will, right? Like, he's like, you know, but this is my house, right? So he's that little bit of dick measuring right there. Right? You got to, right? <laughs> and then, uh, you know... Eden wants to break up the tension, so she sends Will out to get firewood. And then Eden is talking to Kira, you know, has he been agitated like this for a while? Like, what's going on with him? Like, uh, you know, like, how's he been holding up you know, with things? And then uh, Will's in the backyard. Uh, you can hear, like, uh, like children playing. Right? So it's like more of that flashback type things, right? More of a peek into maybe what might have happened there. And then uh, Will comes back into the house, and uh, he kind of... Oh, no, this is even better. Okay, so when Will's outside getting the firewood, um, he he looks through uh, the sliding glass door into Eden's room, and he sees Eden. Uh, she hides something in a drawer. And so Will comes back in the house. He sneaks off to the back bedroom to investigate, and he finds that it's like a bottle of pills. And then uh, David almost catches him, and then uh, he leaves, and then he's sitting on the bed, and then he has another flashback. And it's Will and Eden in the tub, and then the kid walking in on them. And then Will is broken out of the illusion by hearing some screaming. And he runs into the living room, and it turns out um, that it's just like it was Gina screaming. Because her and Sadie are talking, and they find out that they're kind of in a cult. Like, the whole invitation thing might be a cult. And uh, it turns out that, uh, you know, David says, Oh, it's just a group of people, you know, helping each other cope with grief, right? And then uh, he's like, there's thousands of members, you know, like, all over the place. And then, uh, you know, Ben's vaguely familiar because his boss is part of it. 
and then uh, you know David he tries to sell them on it right he's like no no it's like really great it's like a collective of people you know going through shared experience and then uh, he brings out the video right <laughs> so here we go this is why we're here right presentation time it's like kind of shitty and like infomercially and uh, it's totally a cult like you know you get totally get like cult vibes from the video and then at the end, you see somebody die, right? Like, they die, and they're trying to make it, like, this peaceful thing. Like, you know, like, oh, they died without grief and sadness. So, like, you know, it's a beautiful, pure moment. And then uh, everybody, as they do, they freak out. They're like, what the fuck are you showing us? Like, this is so weird. Like, why would you be showing us this? Like, what the hell's going on? And then David and Eden, uh, they try to defend it, right? And then, like, you know, death isn't something anybody should be afraid of, right? Like, it's something that people should embrace, right? And then, uh, you know, Will, he kind of goes on the defensive, right? He's like, no, this is fucked up. Like, why are you showing us people dying? And then um, Pruitt, he defends it too. And he's like, uh, you know, not everybody gets it. Then David says, uh, you know, he took all of his pain, right? You know, he was a slave to his grief. And then he went there to the invitation thing. And then he found his center, right? He doesn't have to be afraid anymore, right? Like, he has his peace. And then Eden says it helped her, and then, you know, she almost died, but it's fine now. Like, you know, upset, you know, that the video didn't go well. She's like, I don't know why you guys are, like, being like this. And then Will kind of attacks her, and then uh, Tommy, you know, he takes him out of the room. He's like, yeah, you gotta calm down. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> David, you know, he says it's too big for everybody to do it alone, right? Like, you know, not everybody can just handle this by themselves, right? Like, you need people. And then the doorbell rings, and then uh, apparently it's some people looking for a party. Uh, so, there you go. <laughs> and then, you know, Gina, she tries to talk to Will, and uh, <laughs> she's trying to calm him down. Says, like, I know it's been hard, I know it's been too long, and I'm sorry, like, I've been so distant. And a little bit later, uh, Will is talking to Miguel, and he shows him the pill, and he's like, it's uh, it's a barbiturate, right? Like, it's old school. Like, it's an unusual pill to have. But he's like, maybe you shouldn't be sneaking through people's stuff. And then Will and Miguel, they rejoin the party. And then uh, David finally gets Will to take that drink. And then Miguel's like, hey, Will thinks you guys are all crazy and you're all popping pills. <laughs> and then uh, David kind of laughs it off. And then him and Pruitt walk away. And then Will tells uh, Tommy... And uh, Miguel, right? He's like, this is all super weird, right? He's like, it's it's been weird, and then, like, you know, I just don't know, right? <laughs> and Tommy and Miguel, they kind of like, yeah, it's totally weird, but, like, they're all harmless. This is just L.A. people. Like, this is just how they are. And uh, David, he apologizes to the group for the video, and then he wants him to play a game, right? And it's soft. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just seeing if you guys are paying attention. <laughs> uh, they're going to take turns, right? Everybody tells the group what they want, right? And you have to be honest with your desires, and you have to strip away social constraints, right? And, like, you have to get rid of negative emotions, right? Like, be honest in the moment, and then, like, it will all, like, you know, be good, right? So Sadie, she goes first. And she's like, I just want to tell all you guys that I love you. And I know I don't know all you very well, but I still love you. And then she kisses Gina. <laughs> and then the, the crowd goes wild, you know, because it's chicks kissing, right? <laughs> and then uh, Gina, she's like, well, thank you. <laughs> and then she says she wants to do some cocaine. 
she kind of backs down a little bit, but David said, no, no. If that's honestly what you want, here's some cocaine. And there you go. So she gets some coke, and then Pruitt gets to be the downer, and he's like, I want to tell you a story about my wife. And then he's talking about how he loved her and, like, all this kind of stuff, and then uh, it comes to light that he killed his wife accidentally. Uh, they were in an argument, and he punched her in the face, and she fell back, and she hit her head on the kitchen counter. <laughs> And uh, he did some time for it, and then when he got out, uh, you know, he went to Mexico, and he felt better, right? Like, he joined the the invitation thing, and then, um, you know, he feels a lot better, right? He had to learn to forgive himself, and then, you know, that's when he was free from his guilt, right? And then, you know, David, he kind of tries to explain it away. But everybody's wigged out. They're all freaked out by this, and they're like, this is, like, so weird, right? And Claire is very uncomfortable. And then Eden, she, she tries to break up the awkwardness, and she's like, I want to kiss Ben. And so they kiss, and it's, like, super steamy. And then Clary's, like, had enough. She's like, I want to go home. Uh, you know, super uncomfortable. She's like, I don't want to spoil the fun for anybody else. I just want to get out of here. And then, um, you know, David tries to stop her, but Will stands up for her. He's like, hey, David, if she wants to leave, let her leave. Like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> and then uh, uh, Pruitt says that he blocked in Claire's car. And so he's going to walk her, like, out, right, so he can move his car. And then Will's like, you want me to walk into your car? Because, like, you know, Will's very uh, protective, right? Like, he's very uh, hesitant this entire time. Like, he's got his yard all the way up. And Claire's like, fine. And she's like, it's fine. It's like 40 feet. Don't worry about it. And then uh, Will, he's watching from a window as Pruitt backs out his car. Claire backs out her car, and she's about to leave. And then Pruitt runs up to her car and says... Oh, hey, Claire, let me uh, let me talk to you for a second. And he doesn't get to see what happens because David pulls him aside. And, uh, they, you know, they're kind of having a heart-to-heart. And then uh, David says, Will, you know, he's been so suspicious and it's upsetting. And then, you know, he's like, Will, you seem off, right? You know, and then Will apologizes, says, you know, he wasn't prepared for tonight, right? Like, it's like all a little too much. Like, he wasn't quite ready to deal with it. And then, you know, Will... And David, you know, they're talking, and David tries to appeal to Will, and Will says, like, hey, man, I don't pretend to know what you're going through. Don't pretend to know what I'm going through. So Will kind of, like, shoves him off. He's like, I don't want to fucking, you know, let you off the hook. Like, I'm, you know, sorry I made you, like, feel bad, but, like, don't fucking tell me how to feel, right? So I actually kind of respect that. <laughs> then we go upstairs for dinner. Everyone's drinking and eating, and they're talking, and they're having fun, and, uh... You know, Will still looks tense, right? And then we get a flashback. And this is the flashback where we kind of see what happened. It's uh, their son's fifth birthday, and everybody's there. And then we hear some clinging of bats, and then we see a bat drop on the ground. And so we kind of figured out that's what happened, right? And then we see Will outside getting some air. And then he goes back inside, and then he sees Sadie in the bathroom. So he goes back out, and then Sadie follows him. And then they have an awkward exchange. And she's like, you want to fuck me right here? And he's like, what? She's like, that's how it was in Mexico. We just did whatever we wanted. And he's like, get the fuck away from me. Right? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and then, um, you know, later, Will is outside and Tommy, he comes out. And uh, they talk for a minute. And then, uh, you know, Will is really harping at home. He's like, something really weird is here. Like, something is weird is happening. Like, I don't feel safe here. Like, you shouldn't feel safe here, right? And, you know, Tommy tries to say everything's fine. It's all good. And then uh, Will, he's 
got his phone out, and he sees that he has a voicemail, and it's from Choi. And um, turns out Choi got there at 7 p.m. He got there before everybody else. But Choi isn't there. Like, why would Choi say he was there, but he's not, right? So after the call, Will, he goes back inside. And then all the lights are out, and there's a cake, and there's some wine that's being poured, and it, uh, apparently Miguel's birthday is coming up, so they're celebrating it early. And then Will, he decides to confront David and Eden about Troy. He's like, where the fuck is Troy? And he's like, <laughs> you know, he says he was here at 7, and like, where is he now, right? It's very tense, right? And they're all trying to tell Will to calm down, right? Like, everything's fine, and, you know, Will says something strange is going on here. Right? He doesn't know why Sadie and Prude are here. Like, wh who the fuck are they? Why are they even fucking here, right? And then he's like, it's been two years. And then, you know, like, don't say everything's normal, right? You know, says, you you guys are in a fucking cult. Like, this is a fucking cult. Like, what the fuck is going on here, right? Like, he's totally freaking out. He's like, you guys are in denial, right? And you've been brainwashed. And then he brings up the fact that, you know, their son Ty is dead. He's like, it meant something. Like, you can't erase that. Like, you can't just forget that he was alive and that he died. Like, you cannot get rid of him, right? <laughs> and then, um, you know, uh, Will, he brings up the, the concerns he's had, right? All the locked doors, right? Bars on the windows, right? What's up with the big bar bottle of barbiturates? Like, what are you guys doing here, right? And uh, Will, he's mad. Everybody is just ignoring it, right? It's like there's something fucking weird going on, and nobody's saying everything. Everyone's being so goddamn polite. Like, what's going on with this? And then Kira, she's trying to calm Will down. She's like, all right, let's just go. Let's just get out of here, right? And as they're going to leave, the doorbell rings. You'll never guess who it is. <laughs> it's Choi. And Choi, he went back to the... He went back to work because they needed him. They called him back in, and... So now Will, like, dude, he's, like, crying, right? Like, he's, he, he, eyes are welling up with tears, and, like, you know, he's got a couple streaking. And everybody's mad at him. And then, uh, you know, Will, he's like, fuck, like, you know, none of it was real, right? Like, the tension drops, right? He's like, oh, my God, I was wrong. Like, nothing's going on here, right? Like, he overthought everything. Everything was, like, like just, like, in his head, right? Like, you know, oh, my God, like, you know, it was just too much for him, right? Like, the being back where his son died, seeing his ex-wife, like, it was all overwhelming. And he just, like, created this whole narrative, right? It's so, like he apologized to everybody. And then, uh, you know, Eden and uh, David, they're really sweet to him. And, you know, they accept the apology. And, uh, you know, David says, hey, man, you know, you're part of the family. Like, you know, it's okay. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Will, he goes to the bathroom kind of put water on his face, and then he has another flashback, you know, with his kid. And then Kira and Will, uh, they're talking outside, and, you know, Kira really wants to go, and Will doesn't, right? He has guilt over his son dying. And then, you know, Kira, she's really cool. She tries to comfort him. And then Will says, uh, you know, he's been waiting to die ever since, like, uh, ever since the accident happened. And then Kira says, you know, moving on isn't a betrayal, right? Like, you're not betraying his memory by moving on. And says letting go is what Eden looks like, right? He's like, says like, you know, he loves Kira, but doesn't think she can help, right? And then Kira's real mad at this, and then she goes back inside. <laughs> and then Will goes back in, and uh, as they cut the cake, uh, Will, he goes to Ty's room, and he kind of just has the whole flashback about being in the room and how it was, and then turns out he's actually in David's office, right? And then... Uh, I think he's about to go back to the party, but he looks outside the window, 
and he sees David. And David has a red lantern, and he lights it. It's, like, illuminating this, like, bright red light. And he's like, well, this is fucking weird, right? <laughs> and then uh, Will, he finds a laptop in the desk. And then uh, he watches another video, right? And then, um, as the kids would say, this video is pretty sus, right? Like, it's talking about how tonight's the night. And after they do this, uh, they'll be able to move on, right? Like, it will reveal itself to them. You're like, well, this sounds really weird. Like, what does that mean? Like, you know, it's really weird. And then we hear a knock on the door, and it's Pruitt, and he brings Will back uh, to the table. And they all, they poured, like, this special bottle of wine into these little, you know, ornate glasses, right? And it's, uh, you know, it's for a toast. And then Will is still suspicious. Then David and Eden, they're acting strange, right? Like, they kiss each other, and it's just like the way they're kind of holding each other. And then David, he does a, hose, a toast, and he's like, I want you guys to look around, and I want you to really drink in this moment, right? Like, I want you to enjoy it, you know? And then Will, he freaks out, and he starts to break, he breaks his glass, and he yells at everybody not to drink the wine, don't do it, don't drink it. Gina is already drinking the wine, right? <laughs> And then uh, Sadie gets pissed, and she's like, you fucking ruined it. So she attacks Will, and they're scuffling a little bit, and then Will pushes her off, and she smacks her head onto, like, a cabinet. And so she's down on the ground, everyone's checking on her. And then you hear, oh, my God, she's not breathing, she's not breathing. And then they're like, what? She's fine. And then, no, Gina's not breathing. So then <laughs> we go to Gina. She's lying on her back, and her eyes are wide. She's foaming at the mouth. And they're like, I, I can't find a pulse, right? And then Miguel's doing CPR. And then you see him. And then behind him, you hear a gunshot. Miguel hits the ground. And David has out a fucking gun. <laughs> and everyone starts to panic, right? Like, they all start to move out of the way. And uh, it's one of my favorite things ever, right? <laughs> this is so good. So I'm going to talk a little bit here before we get back on. So that's why this movie is like brilliant and genius, right? Because for an hour and 20 minutes, you watch as um, Will tells us something's wrong, right? And we feel it. We feel all the negative energy. Like we feel like, oh my God, this is so scummy, so sleazy, so like, you know, like there's definitely something wrong here. Like this is so inherently creepy, right? And then you have that moment of doubt. This is... Truly great writing, truly great directing. This is so good. The music's perfect here because Choi shows up, right? And if Choi's there, his whole theory falls apart, right? Because the whole thought is, well, they made Choi disappear, right? Like, he's obviously dead first. That's what had to have happened. And so when Choi shows up, it destroys it. And you really think for a moment, you're like, oh my god, was Will crazy? And because he's our guy, he's our protagonist, he's who we're writing with, right? Like... He's our point of entry into this world. Like, we feel like we've been on a ride, right? Like, we feel like, oh, man, are we fucking crazy? Like, were we just connecting dots that weren't there? Right? And then Will is validated in his paranoia because, yeah, this is like a murder or suicide cult, right? Like, it's definitely something hanky going on. Like, they're all there to die. Like, David and Eden and Prue and Sadie are part of this cult, and they were all going to drink the Kool-Aid, essentially, right? Like, this was a mass suicide. And uh, Will broke it up. Like, he's like, yeah, this isn't happening. And uh, 
when Gina dies and then Miguel shot, like in that moment, you're just like flooded with these emotions of like, oh my God, what is happening? Oh my God, Will's not crazy. Oh my God, oh my God, this is nuts. And it's so fucking awesome. Like, you just, the gotcha in this movie is so cool and so well done. And I, it's worth watching the entire movie just for that moment. Like, it's just like the, you're an hour and 20 in at this point. So you really feel like the movie's winding down. Like, you're like, everything's fine. And then it just fucking puts its foot on the gas, bro. It just goes like to a hundred from here. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Miguel gets shot, and then um, Ben, uh, Kira, and um, Will they try to go downstairs. And Tommy, he's grieving over Miguel. He goes to tag David. And then Sadie intercepts him, and he slices across, or she slices across Tommy's chest. So Tommy's like out of the picture. Then we get downstairs; all the doors are locked, everywhere's locked. And then Kira and Will they get to like a back like storage room that leads to like a sliding glass door out to the outside. But everything's locked, so they're kind of trapped in this little room. And then we hear noises of everybody moving around. And then we see Pruitt takes the gun from David, and. Uh, Pruitt kills Choi during all this melee. And then we see Ben. He breaks through one of the sliders downstairs. And he makes it outside. But he's tackled and stabbed by David. And then shot in the head by Pruitt. And so you're like, holy shit. So we go from nothing's happening. Like this is just a normal dinner party with some kind of weird people that are maybe in a cult. To, oh my god, they're definitely in a cult. This is like a suicide, like, murder pact that they got going on. And we go, like, in the matter of, like, two minutes from everybody's fine to everybody is, like, like all the guests are dead except for Kira and uh, Will. And so it's the like Kira and Will versus Sadie versus Eden versus David versus Pruitt. And you're like, how in the motherfucker are they going to get out of this? It's so good. So Will and Kira, they're in this hidden back room, and, um, you know, it's it's pretty great. Because uh, Will, he leans in to Kira, and he's like, hey, you're going to have to be able to do whatever we have to do to make it out of this. Like, you know what I mean? They're only human. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we got to go. Like, we got to do this, right? And so they do. They, they leave the room, and they're kind of sneaking around. Then they see David and Eden, they're talking in the kitchen, and David's trying to talk Eden into, you know, that she's like, he's like, this is the way, like, this is how we get to where we need to go, right? She's like, he's like, this is pain a bit, like, we're going to get over this. And then she's kind of not having it, but, you know, David sells it pretty good. And then Will has a plan uh, to get upstairs over the garage, and there's a door to the outside, right? And so that's their plan, they're going to get up there. And they're sneaking around, and then they see Sadie. Uh, she's, like, dying on the couch. I guess she's succumbing to, like, the head wound or whatever. And, you know, just the skirmishes. And then uh, on her lap is a fireplace poker, so Will steals that. So now at least they have a weapon, right? And then Will and Kira, uh, they get upstairs. And uh, the door they're looking for has been boarded up, like it's completely sealed off. Then we see Pruitt. He's coming upstairs with a gun. And then uh, as he's entering the room they're in, Will hits him with the fireplace poker... And then they're kind of in a skirmish, and then Kira tries to jump in, and Pruitt throws her off. And then they're kind of rolling around, and then they get on the ground. And then uh, Pruitt is on top of Will. 
and he's like choking him out, right? And then Kira hits Prude in the head with a wine bottle, and then she keeps going, and then he keeps trying to get up, and she keeps going, and then she goes until like Pruitt stops moving completely, and it's like, holy shit, this is intense. <laughs> so Kira and Will, they go to leave, and they're trying to get back downstairs. But Eden's there, and now she has the gun. And she fires, and she hits Will, like, in his uh, right shoulder, and he goes down. She starts crying immediately. So then Eden, she takes the gun, she points at her stomach, and then she pulls the trigger, so she shoots herself. And you're like, holy shit. And then uh, we hear David, he's downstairs. And, uh, you know, he's, he's saying, like, come on, Will, like, let's just get this over with, you know. He's like, I'm trying to help you, <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, this is so fucked up. And then we see Tommy is still alive, and he's downstairs hiding in the kitchen. So David, he starts to climb the stairs, right? And he has the knife. And uh, Tommy pulls his legs, pulls him off the stairs, and then they're tumbling around scuffling. And then uh, the knife that David has ends up inside of David's chest, right? Like uh, Tommy is able to fight him off and stab David. And so now the threats are all neutralized, right? Like... It's like, holy shit, this is, like, intense. Like, this all happens, like, at the end of the movie. It's, like, like I said, 100 miles an hour. Like, this movie is a slow burner, man. But once it explodes, it explodes. It's so fucking good. And so Will and Kara are upstairs, and Eden's still alive. And so Will's, like, holding her hand as she's dying. And she's like, can you take me outside? And so he goes, like, the Will and Kara, they carry her, and they lay her in the lawn, right, so she can die, you know, presumably where the sun died. And it's really kind of like a sweet, touching moment. And then um, the other thing, too, that Eden says that's really, like, kind of sweet. I know it's bizarre to say that, but she's like, she's like, I remember him. She's like, I, you know, she's like, I thought I was doing the right thing by doing this. She's like, but, you know, it, it wasn't, right? And so it's, like, really sweet. <laughs> and then she like, she's like, I'm sorry, right? And she's like, I wanted to believe this was real, but it's not. It's, like, really sad stuff. <laughs> and then uh, we get outside. And then, um, you know, Tommy's kind of just kind of chilling. And then uh, we see Kira and Will. We, we see them. And then the camera's kind of stretching out. And what we hear is dogs barking. We hear screaming. And then we hear <coughs> cop cars, right? And then helicopters. And then Will says, oh, my God, right? And then it turns the camera around. And you see a shot of the hills. And there's all these red lanterns throughout the hills, right? And then um, Will... Is like, you know, I love you, Kira. And then they hold hands as the screen goes to black. So, yeah. Pretty intense movie, guys. <laughs> pretty intense, but pretty fucking amazing. So, yes, I highly recommend this movie. Because, um, like, yeah, like I said, it's just beautifully paced. It's wonderful. And just, I love how they take you on a ride, right? Like, you're with Will. Like, you're like, something's definitely wrong here. You're like, this is definitely wrong. Like, this isn't right. Like, this is really creepy. Something's definitely unsettling is happening, right? And then they law you in. You're just a fish on a hook. And then Choi shows up, and then you feel crazy. You're like, I can't believe I just ran with this, right? Like, I let this guy, like, completely sell, like, this completely wrong image. Like, he's making you judge these people. And then you feel bad for judging them. You're like, oh, they were just kind of sweet. And, like, they were just coping, right? Like, they were trying to get over, you know, tragedies in their life. And we're over here, like, judging them. And then, you know, with Will, like, we discover the video, right? And I'm like, well, that's a little odd, but I don't necessarily mean that. And then Will freaks out. And you're like, 
you kind of feel bad for Will because you're like, I mean, you're wrong, buddy. You're barking up the wrong tree here, right? Like, you're like, ah, like you're embarrassed for him, right? Because like, I think at this point, now you're with the crowd and you're like, oh, all right, Will, there's something wrong with Will. Now with everybody else, right? And then, you know, the Sadie thing's off. You're like, well, that's weird. And then when Gina dies and Miguel shot, like, holy fucking shit, Will was right. This movie is crazy. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Just so good. Oh my god, I love it. This is like this this these are movies that like always remind me why I love movies so much. It's like I think everyone's got a handful of movies that are like oh these are the movies that like this is why I kept going, right? Like this is why I, this is one of those, man. Like, oh god, I love this movie. I could talk about it forever. I'm not going to. This podcast is already long enough. <laughs> But I do have to do some house cleaning here. As always, I have to tell you that, um, uh, you know, if you love this episode of Zach's Corner, uh, stick around on Body Snatch. Check out all the other episodes of Zach's Corner here. Um, if you want more, not just me, but if you're like, hey, this is kind of cool. I like this podcast. Maybe I'll like The Big Show. Well, there you go. The Pod People Proper is the show with me and my co-host, Dutch and Tomas. And I'll leave the link to that anchor page. And then also, we have a Facebook page where you can find us, right? And we want you guys to let us know what you'd want to see on the podcast, especially on Zach's Corner, because Zach's Corner is our show, right? Like, this is where the people's voices are heard. I like to do what you guys want to do, right? It's boring to have me pick movies, but, you know, it's more fun when we get to do it as a collaborative thing. So you get on Facebook, you get to the search bar. You put at DTZ, the pod people. Then you comment on this link. You send us a message or you send us an email through our email on there. And also, because Dutch has been working very hard, our, our YouTube page is up, which is cool. Um, yeah, so if you want another option to listen to us, I think the first two or three episodes of the pod people is now available on YouTube. I'll link to that in the description of this episode. Um, yeah, I'm trying to do, see, I don't want to like oversell it because then like if I don't do it, but like a couple weeks ago, I was thinking about doing like a series of camping movies, right? Because I thought, oh, it's fun. Like, I don't know. It'd be fun if I do like two or three in one week, but uh, I might not get that done. So I don't know, but I think it'd be a really cool idea. I want to go camping really bad, but uh, Dutch and Tomas both went on separate camping trips without me. So I'm like, well. I guess I don't get to go camping. So maybe we'll just uh, do a camping trip through camping movies, man. Me, me, you, we'll, we'll, go, uh, we'll go camping in Zach's Corner next week. How about that, man? We'll do The Burning. We'll do Just Before Dawn. And then we'll do, I don't know, third movie TBD. How about that? But we will figure out how to do that next week. Yeah, yeah. Camping in the corner. That's what we're going to call it. We'll do a three-episode dump next week of camping in the corner. It'll be me and you. We'll be camping under the stars. It's going to be really fun. I think that's a good plan. All right. Well, 51 minutes in. Thanks for listening. Um, go watch The Invitation. Uh, I think it's still on Netflix. No idea. I should have checked that. But, yeah, please go watch this movie. It's awesome. More people need to know about it. Tell a friend. Oh, it's so good. Um, I love you guys. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. You know, I do worry about you. All right. 
So uh, we'll see you very soon. And uh, yeah, bye.